Oh! 
He's everywhere, and so he's going to touch you just where you are, sitting or standing right now. As we go before the Lord, let's remember to pray for our pastors. Let's always lift up Reverend Sister Rosa. Let's always uh, pray for them whenever I, as I always say, every time you think of them, I, I know that God wants you to pray for them. So continue to pray for their strength, their health. Pray for God will continue to keep them, protect them, meet their needs, and always keep them revived and renewed so they can change our lives and things that God has us. Also, let's remember our missionaries. Let's pray for the tears, Brother Sister Tear, and the work they are doing, and also Brother Michael Washington. Pray for their safety, and God will meet all their needs. Also, let's pray for Evangelist Brother Holtzman and his family, that God will continue to bless him and, and the work that he's doing in the kingdom of God and continue to open doors and meet his needs as well. How many of you have something from the Lord this morning, just signifying by the lifting of your hand? Amen. I believe that as you lift your hand, God is already working on your knee right now. So let's go before him together for these requests. Lord Jesus, we come before you this morning. We come thanking you and giving you glory and giving you praise and honor for all that you do, God. You are a great God. You are a good God. And you're so wonderful. You're so kind. Oh, God, and we love you, Lord, and we appreciate you, all that you do for us. And, God, we come this morning in Jesus' name. We come asking you this morning to have your way in this service, God. We we know that you know what we need even before we ask, but you say we have not because we ask not. But God, as we ask, we ask in your name, ask you to touch our pastors today. Lord, bless Pastor and Sister Rosen today. God, we ask you to keep them safe, keep them healthy, God. We ask you to protect them as they go out and as they come in. And God, keep them renewed and revived. And oh God, we thank you for our pastors, God. Continue to endow them with wisdom and knowledge and understanding. God, we pray for our missionaries, oh God. God, we pray for the tears. And God, we pray for Michael Washington. And God, we ask you to bless and provide their needs and open doors for them and, and give them people to help them in ministry, God. And oh God, we pray, oh God for a breakthrough, oh God. You are the God of the breakthrough. And God, we need a breakthrough spiritually. We need a breakthrough emotionally. We need a breakthrough, oh God, physically, God. And God, we know you're able, God. We ask you to pour out your spirit. My God, help us, oh God. Help us, God, to be, be, to be what you want us to be and, and to do what you want us to do. And oh God, we need you to strengthen us and we need you to fill us up and we need you to direct our lives and guide us in the path of righteousness. Almighty God, have your way today in this service. 
as we give you praise and as we give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Won't you clap your hands to the Lord Jesus one more time? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Sunday, and this is my opportunity to get to share some things with y'all about missions. At the end of our missions conference a couple of weeks ago, Pastor announced what our final total was for the giving for the next fiscal year. Well, he extended the time frame for a couple of days to make sure everybody had the opportunity to put their pledge in. Well, I'm here to announce the final, final total for our missions giving for this new fiscal year. Now, y'all, get ready. <laughs> get ready. You have, in total, pledged to give in one month $11,068. And, and, wait a minute, and, and I want to get it all, all of it. <laughs> all of it. 75 cents. <laughs> This equates to $132,825 a year in pledges from you all. Is that not amazing? <laughs> this exceeds our past, past year's total. Um, last year it was $95,000. So y'all, it, it's just amazing. Y'all are awesome, I'm telling you. Okay, so let's talk about how your money's being invested. From Glasgow, Scotland, Missionary Beak has reported that he was introduced recently to a group of 500 Romanians living in Glasgow. He found that that group believed the oneness and they believed in baptism in Jesus' name and uh, being filled with the Holy Ghost. They were so impressed with Brother Beak and the ministry and our, our organization that the leaders of these 400 individual believers have asked Brother Beak to take over oversight of their entire group. That is awesome. 400 people in the church all at one time. Brother and Sister Dame are missionaries to Bolivia, and often they go to the prisons to minister. Well, Sister Dame was ministering to the ladies' prison, and let's see, six were baptized, and five received the Holy Ghost in the, in the women's prison. Later that day, the men's prison, Brother Dames, reported that 33 were baptized in Jesus' name. That's really awesome. One of the local Bolivian pastors, like an old-time preacher that does it's like a circuit training or a circuit, you know, where they go from place to place. Um, and he went to a village where um, held a tent service. And five people were baptized and... Six received the Holy Ghost in the tent service. Well, one of those people that was baptized was a 72-year-old man who had shingles. And he had them so bad that he could hardly walk. But he went ahead and he got baptized. Well, the next morning when he woke up, he had no shingles. He had not one blister. Wow. And Amen. his skin was like, like he'd never had shingles. I know from personal experience that that's not the case. That is truly a, a God miracle. 
his family was so impressed with the miracle that they wanted him to come and preach, this minister to come and preach in their house. So he came and they invited people from their nearby village. A total of 30 people came and they arrived in a big dump truck. <laughs> I tell you, get to church any way you can get to church. <laughs> Five ended up receiving the Holy Ghost and one was baptized in the freezing river. So I tell you, there's so many stories I could tell you about things that's happening all over the globe. God is just working miraculously. Currently, the United Pentecostal Church International is in 232 nations and territories. There's still 13 countries that doesn't have a witness. I would ask that y'all would pray with me that God will send laborers as he opens the door because everybody deserves to hear this message. He's excited to be in the house of the Lord on a Sunday morning. Praise God. Thank you so much, Sister Blodger. What a wonderful praise report about what's happening in different countries. Wasn't that fantastic? Praise the Lord. Praise God. To bring you greetings this morning at Church of Pentecost to all of our guests. Can we give all of our guests thank you so much? Praise the Lord on behalf of our pastors, brother and sister Olson. We are so glad you are here. But just can we pause for, for just a second? Isn't it good to have pastor back in the building? <laughs> Praise God. Nothing's wrong with a little bit of rest, and we all know that we can be exhausting all by ourselves. So it's good for brother Olson to get a little bit of rest. We are so glad to hear in is in the place uh, this morning. Uh, to all our Hispanic family, I bring you greetings this morning. So glad to see you guys this morning. Mi alegra mucho. Diverte este mian. I don't know what I just said. <laughs> but so glad to see you this morning. Yeah, you got to stop somewhere because it can get dangerous. You start rolling the R's and then people start getting up and leaving. Turn this service around. <laughs> Praise God. But aren't we so glad to have our evangelist, Brother Holzman, with us this Sunday? He'll be ministering to us here this morning and again in our 6 p.m. service. And if you did not know, this is our uh, October the 1st and also our first day of revival. Praise the Lord. So we'll have Brother Holzman. He'll be with us on uh, Wednesday night, October the 4th, and again on October the 6th. Uh, Friday, uh, all these are at 7 p.m., and then on October the 8th, which is next Sunday, uh, he'll be ministering to us in our a.m. and p.m. service. So I encourage you to invite someone out and join us during this time of revival and outpouring of God's Spirit. Praise the Lord. For all of our guests uh, this morning, uh, we're so glad that you're here. Please don't be in a rush uh, to leave. Uh, this morning, we do have, we want to meet you and fellowship with you. We're having a wonderful uh, New Friends uh, luncheon. Uh, this afternoon in the uh, Fred Olson Center, which is the brick building uh, here on campus. So if you're new to Church Pentecost, if you've been invited or you just want to have a little bite to eat with us, please feel free to stay. That'll happen uh, immediately after service uh, this morning. And then on Tuesday night, we'll be having prayer here in this building at 7. 
uh, focus prayer for our youth and our hyphen age, but all are invited to attend uh, this Wednesday, or I'm sorry, this Tuesday in this building at 7 o'clock. And as we close out the week on Saturday, we're going to having a men's work day. Where are all the men at in the building? It is exciting. You know, they bought me a work suit for Father's Day, so I've been itching to wear it. I look ridiculous in it, but man, feels like I'm getting some stuff done in this work suit. So looking forward to that this, <laughs> this, this Saturday. And as we look ahead just a little bit, we're going to be honoring Sister Olson for her birthday. It's coming up. Yes. And then our Systems and Strategies, our, our conference that we've had every year, uh, early registration opens up on October the 16th, and I do encourage everyone to sign up uh, for that, for the early registration. Amen? We have s- numerous events happening in the month of October, uh, so I encourage you all to, to check out the Church of Pentecost, uh, the app, uh, the website to get more information about the month of October. Amen? That's all the announcements uh, we have this morning. We'll go ahead and have our ushers to make their way as we prepare for this morning's offering. Praise God. In Malachi 3 and 10, it reads, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. One translation reads, I challenge you to put me to the test. So this is that opportunity for us to challenge the Lord into giving to him a generous offering to the Lord because he has been very, very good to all of us. Amen. So let's go before the Lord in prayer, shall we? Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning, Lord. We come to honor you this morning in your house. Lord God, as we're here, Lord, in agreement, Lord God, we, we know, Lord, that you've been very good to us. And this morning, we want to say thank you for your goodness. We want to say thank you for your kindness in our life. We come to present our tithes and our offerings to you as our gift of obedience and sacrifice to you. Let our giving be an honest reflection of your goodness and be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. In your precious and holy name we pray, in Jesus' name. If the Lord has been good to you, can we shout out a voice of praise? God bless.
Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. You're a good God. Lord, you're going to move today in every life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. As you're making your way back, amen, to your seats here this morning, the Spirit of the Lord is here in a mighty way today. And I want to say it is good to be back. Amen. We went to General Conference. If you did not get to hear those messages, you can go online and, 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 and watch them. So we had a great time. And we did get a little bit of rest after conference. Amen. So we're thankful for that. It's so good to have Brother Holzman here with us. Now, this is my kind of man, I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to tell you why. Because he's mission-minded. <laughs> he spent his life doing missions work. And that's what I spent my life doing, missions work. <laughs> and uh, we are so glad he's been uh, in Europe and spent uh, years there and, and uh, spent some years in Alaska just recently uh, doing uh, missions work there. And uh, now God is using him to come and touch the lives of people. Amen. God's given him ministry, and, and we're just so glad to have him with us today. Uh, he resides in Louisiana now, and uh, you did not know that already, but we're glad to have him today. But I want to say before he comes that this is a pivotal week. I'm just telling you, I know this is a pivotal week. And so when we have services, we want you to be here in the house of God. Not because we just want you to show up. Because we don't want you to miss out on what God's going to do this week. Amen? God is going to do something this week. I, I, I feel this so strongly. Our Even our connection after I found out that he had moved back from Alaska, and I just felt the Holy Ghost say, you may make a connection, and we did. And this is the second time that Brother Holdman's been here. Tonight service, 6 o'clock. Wednesday night service, 7. Friday night service, 7 o'clock. And then both Sunday morning and Sunday night next week. I promise you, if you do not attend the services, you will miss something. I said, you will miss something because God is here to do a work this week. Amen. And uh, so I encourage you to do that. I, I want to say on Thursday night, we're going to have a kind of a special time of Brother Holman talking to those that are interested in outreach and reaching the souls of men. And so he's going to be here on Thursday night. Uh, so forever those that want to come and be a part of that, he is going to be doing that on Thursday night. But services are Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. Amen. Amen. Brother Holzman, come. Just a moment ago, the Spirit of the Lord just began to move on many of us. And I feel very strongly right now that there are some of you that are here in this place this morning that you have come 
and you've been needing God to do something significant in your spirit and in your mind and in your body. Some of you have been battling things in your spirit. Even this morning, and the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. And so what I'm asking and what I feel in the Holy Ghost needs to happen right here and right now is we're just going to pause and we're going to begin to respond. She's going to play. She may sing. I don't know. But we're going to respond to the Holy Ghost right now. Don't wait for me to tell you how to respond. Come on, you heard pastor, this is a pivotal week. This is not out of response to me, but this is out of response to God. Come on, some of you need to let the Holy Ghost just refresh you right now.
You know, one of the greatest tragedies for any individual that says they're a Christian would be to come into the presence of a holy God with the cares of life weighing you down, with burdens bared on your shoulders, sickness in your body, sickness in your emotions, your mind, and leave never allowing God to completely do what He desired to do. And the tragedy in, in the church is that too many times that's the norm for the body. Is that we come into the presence of God, we sing into the presence of God, we worship into the presence of God, yet we never move past where we've been. For however long we've been there. And we never truly allow God to do what only God can do. We try to operate in the flesh instead of letting the Spirit operate in us and through us. There's a reason that the New Testament talks about praying in the Holy Ghost, building up your most holy, precious faith. It talks about the Spirit makes intercession for us because we don't know in the flesh what to pray, but the Spirit knows exactly what to pray. This may be your first day in this type of setting. This may be what you've known your entire life. It doesn't matter. But what does matter is that when we come into the presence of a holy God, no matter knowledge or no knowledge, is that we respond to what God begins to do in us at that moment. You want to know something? The world is really looking for God. They're looking for something supernatural. You don't have to talk to anybody to know that. You know, it's October time. I'm 38 years old. I haven't been around a whole lot. But when you drive through neighborhoods, it used to be that people put pumpkins, mums, maybe some fall color around their door. But now what is it? It's skeletons. It's ghosts. It's coffins. Because the world's looking for something supernatural. The world is looking for something that can change their current situation. And unless... They come into connection with a holy God. They're going to continue to look. And so when we come into the presence of God, we are standing in the place where only God can do the miraculous. So I feel very strongly today As we kick off this first day of revival, as we kick off this first day of really a spiritual shift, that's what we need to call it. Because revivals come and they go, but shifts last. 
When we shift from the natural to the spiritual, when we shift from one place to God's place, that's when we begin to see our entire city saved in in the knowledge of truth. That's when we see entire families changed by the power of the name of Jesus. That's why that's when we see the miraculous happen in everywhere that we go. Is because we shift from flesh to spirit. That's why John wrote, "He that has an ear let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church." So I do feel You know what I you know what's in this place right now is every sickness don't don't limit sickness to physical but everything that is oppressing every single person in here We could go down the line and you would say what's oppressing you, what's hindering you, what's opposing you. But every single thing that is in this place today has has the opportunity to literally be wiped away and never once again oppose you. So I'm going to preach. Let's go to John. John chapter 4. Starting at verse 7. We're just going to let God. I don't feel pressure. You don't feel pressure. God's not pressured. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it you, being a Jew, ask drink of me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealing with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who It is who says to you, give me a drink. You would have asked him, and he would have given it to you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. It's interesting, she says, sir, I want that because I'm tired of coming to this same place. Goes on to say, Jesus said to her, "Call, go call your husband and come here. Then the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said, you've well said, I have no husband. 
For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you, whom you now have is not your husband, and that you truly have spoken. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. And the Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus responded and said, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither worship in this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews, but the hour is coming and now is. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit and those that worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. Verse 25 and 26. Then the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When He comes, He will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I am I who speak to you am He. So I'm going to preach as we kick off this first day. I'm going to preach what I feel that the Lord's speaking right now at this moment. Is that the Deliverer is here. The Deliverer is here. One more time, why don't you just put your Bibles down. And why don't you forget everything that is on your mind right now. And turn all of your attention, turn all of your focus, turn everything to Him right now. And just begin to thank Him. All across this room, why don't you just begin to thank Him right now. God, I thank You for who You are. I thank You that You are the Deliverer, God. I thank You, Lord God, that You are my strength. I thank You, Lord God, that You are my peace. I thank you, Lord God, that you are my substance. I thank you, Lord God, that you are my healing. I thank you, Lord God, that you are my restoration. I thank you, Lord God, that you are the strength, Lord God, that comes in the midnight hour, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have come into this place not to forsake, not to overlook, but God, to let your presence fill my life, Lord God, that I would leave this place today, Lord God, completely changed, transformed, God, not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, Lord Jesus. Now, if you're thankful for that, why don't you lift your voice with a great shout of praise unto God right now. There's two options today. Is you can leave the same way or you can leave completely changed. It's up to you. I can't do it. Pastor can't do it. But God will do it. Amen. Look at your neighbor and give him a high five and tell him, get ready. So you can stay standing or you can sit down. It really doesn't matter to me. Some of you in the back will continue to stand, and that's okay. But I'm glad you're translating. It's amazing when you come into a setting like this, especially if this is your first time 
You're unsure what is going to happen. You're uncertain of protocols. You're uncertain of how to act. You're uncertain on what is going to happen. Some of you, you may have heard stories of Pentecostal churches. And so there's already this idea in your mind of what is going to happen when you come into a Pentecostal church. But more importantly, it's what matters is, is what's going to happen to me when I get into the presence of God. How is my life going to be completely altered and where I am right now completely changed because I allow myself to get into the presence of a holy God? may not have a lot of knowledge or understanding, but I've heard enough stories to know that when I come face to face, something can drastically change in my life. In this last hour before the return of the Lord, the world is looking to know who Jesus is. We talked about it just a few moments ago. The world is looking for the supernatural. The world is trying to do everything it knows in the physical to unlock something supernatural. People ghost hunt because they're looking for something supernatural. People celebrate certain things because they're looking for the supernatural. Every year in in Singapore, they in November, I believe it is, they, they put in front of their doors piles of fruit because they want the gods to be pleased with them. Because they're looking for something supernatural. What they end up with is a bunch of rotting fruit that stinks the entire city up. Because anytime you try to do things in the natural you will always end up at the place that you've always been because the natural cannot produce something spiritual. See, the world, the world is constantly looking every day. They're not looking for a gimmick. They've got the gimmicks. They're not looking for a show. They can go to the movie theater down the road. They're not looking for tradition because we are a tradition-based society. Call it whatever you may, we are traditionally based in what we do. They're not looking for just a church that is normal. They're not looking for something that is just routine. They're not looking for something that will just fill the moment. But they are truly looking for something that can change them from the inside out. And as the church, we ourselves, we are looking for something that is deeper than us and it's bigger than us and it's wider than us and it's further than anything we've ever known before. See, the world is looking to know who Jesus is and that we serve Him. With everything. It's the reason that the Bible says that we are overcomers by the word of our testimony. There's a reason Pastor and I were discussing that God does miracles. 
in the Old Testament, the New Testament, and even in this hour right now is because that he is trying to show the world who he really is. It doesn't matter if God heals us or not as long as we know where we are going. Because either we're healed on this side or we're healed on that side. But what does matter is that a people know God for who God really is. See, there's a, there, there is a, 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 a sickness in the church because we come and we refuse to go where God's trying to draw us. And we come day after day after day after day and we, we need the worship team to, to start us up every time we come into the presence of God. We need the, the song leader, we need the, the service leader to prime us, to, to get us to a place where we can finally res, uh, respond 45 minutes into service. See, we're so traditional we don't even realize it. Because we wait to respond because it's not there yet. We wait for a fire to grow where the fire should have already been lit. See, when you look at the book of 1 Samuel, it talks about that the, the flame, it waxed dim. It was almost out. It wasn't bright. See, what happens is, is when we come into the presence of God and we refuse to go further than where we've always been, it causes a flame to dwindle down to nothing. And where it causes everything in our vicinity to do something to finally build the flame back up to where we can finally respond and God can do the miraculous in us and through us. But I've come to prophesy into this place today that today is the day that it has to die. That today is the day that it has to end. That if we are going to step beyond the place where we've always been and if the church of Pentecost is really going to be a Pentecostal church and that it sees this entire city of Jacksonville come to the knowledge and the revelation of truth we must realize that there has to be a shift from the natural to the spiritual and I am going to refuse anything less than that See, that's why today I, I told you that the supernatural is here in this place today. And if you really wanted, everything was going to be wiped clean today. That's why if you've come into this place needing healing in your body, God's going to heal you today. Because the presence of God is here. But you got to make up in your mind, I'm not going to miss one more moment. I'm not going to wait to respond until something stirs me or pricks me to get out of my seat. I'm not going to miss one more moment to where I respond out of simple response. But I'm just going to respond because God is the healer.
See, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. See, you want joy in your life? You want strength in your life? If you've got the Holy Ghost, it's time to start acting with joy. It's time to start responding with joy. It's time to start thinking with joy. I know life is tough. I know life causes things and things happen that are unexpected. But if you've got the Holy Ghost, you've got a joy that is full of glory. You've got something inside of you that can cause every wall, every form of opposition to be broken at any given moment. See, you come needing peace. The Prince of Peace is in this place right now. If you come needing strength in your life, the one, the only one whom the world rests upon his shoulders is in this place right now. You've come needing hope, the one that gives hope is here right now. You've come needing divine provision in your life, the one that brings provision is here right now. He can provide when you can't make it up yourself. He can provide into your family, into your finances, into your mind, into your body, into your spirit, into your home, into your job. Things that you never thought possible or could happen. But what matters is that we simply just know, God, I'm in your presence, therefore I'm going to respond. God, I, I maybe I can't feel you right now, God, but if your word is true, and I know it is, that when two or three are gathered in your midst, you're there in the midst of them, and God, I'm just going to respond just because I'm curious enough, because I want something different. The deliverer is here right now. The deliverer is here right now to deliver every form of oppression, every form of depression. I feel it so strongly right now. There are some of you, and I see your faces right now, that you are so oppressed in your spirit that it is actually limiting you on what God's called you to do, and you are therefore not fulfilling your God-given purpose. See, there's something we've got to remember. That 1 John 4 and 16 reminds us that God is love. Therefore, when you come into the presence of a holy God, you are completely surrounded by love. Because that is the nature of God, is love. And what does love do? Love casts out all fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. Therefore, when you come into the presence of God, love is there. Therefore, anything that resembles fear, anything that is connected to fear, and fear, there are so many synonyms that are connected to fear. Fear literally cannot abide if God is there. And we know that God is here. Therefore, fear cannot stay. See, there is one thing that is more powerful than God. One thing. Flesh. God can't do anything with flesh. He could try with every ounce of power, but God cannot do anything with flesh. Because flesh says, not today. And God never crosses the line 
God never pushes. God never shoves him, himself in. God never pushes his way into our life. But God does make it available. And that if we respond to him, to his presence, that's why you want to you begin to feel the presence of God, you got to worship. You want to begin to feel the purity of God, you've got to worship. That's why last time I was here, I, I pre- preached about the miraculous. If you want the miraculous to happen, you've got to worship. You want the strength of God? you got to worship. You want the peace of God? you got to worship. You want the, the love of God? You want to feel that love tangible? You've got to worship. Because anytime you worship, the Bible reminds us and lets us know that God is literally going to come and abide with us. Sometimes we wait, we wait for the moment to worship. Instead of worshiping just because of who he is. See, when God shows up, it doesn't matter what's there. Everything changes. See, the love of God has no limits or boundaries. The love of God is not limited by culture or language. The love of God is not hindered by past mistakes or sin. The love of God is not delayed by is not delayed by delay to reach out to him. The love of God steps past all time and space to reach anyone who is hungry and thirsty enough to pursue him at all cost. See, Matthew 5 and 6, Jesus reminds us, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they are going to be filled. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for Him, for He's going to fill them, overflowing to where they can no longer contain it by themselves. Scripture reminds us that the violent take it by force. See, I know there's a bunch of bold people in here. Some of you, you didn't grow up in this. Some of you, you had different lifestyles prior to this. Some of you have got records. But see, when we come to church, we get so just calm. And we get so proper. Because it's what tradition teaches us to do. You know, is this all right, Pastor? I'm not worried. God's going to do what God came to do today. It doesn't matter. I, my wife, or my family and I, we used to take vacations up to the East Coast when I was a kid because my grandma lived in New Hampshire. And uh, we always, you know, it was always a history trip, really. But there's a little, and I don't know why I thought of this, I just did. But there's a little church in the town of Bennington, Vermont. Has anybody ever been to Bennington, Vermont? It's a little town. It's a historical town. It's called the First First Christian Church, I believe it's called. And it is, it is the, the church. It's got a, a cemetery. It's where Robert Frost is buried. A lot of famous people are buried in that cemetery probably got more fame now that they're dead than when they were alive. And so 
when you go into this church, on the perimeter of the wall is the pews. But in the center, it's these little boxes. And you purchase the boxes if you were wealthy enough to sit in these boxes. We would call them, you know, those high, high boxes at a stadium. You were wealthy enough to, to rent those for the game. We are so traditionally driven that we want to fit every proper place instead of just getting so radical for Jesus Christ that we move beyond just the normal. Nothing ever gained in this life was accidental. But everything gained in this life was taken by force. It was taken with boldness. It was taken with confidence. It was taken with a tenacity that says, I'm not going to miss the promotion. I'm not going to miss the bus. I'm not going to miss what I can achieve in this life. I'm not going to miss the rank. I'm not going to miss the the raise on the job. I'm going to get it no matter what it cost me. And so why wouldn't we come into the presence of God with such a boldness and a tenacity that says I'm not going to miss anything any longer but I'm going to get everything that I can get from God. I'm going to get my healing from God. I'm going to get my deliverance from God. I'm going to get my satisfaction from God. I'm going to get everything that I can and I'm going to do it with boldness and no devil, no flesh, no person next to me is going to stop me from doing what I know I can do, from achieving what God has desired to give me. Come on, we've got to get to a place where we refuse just to be a church, where we refuse just to be a Pentecostal church, but we get to a place that says, I am no longer willing to come back to this place any longer. See the woman at the well, she said, sir, I've got to have that, what you are talking about. Because I'm tired of coming back to this same place time and time and time again. I'm tired of repeating the same things. I'm tired of going through the same motions. I'm tired of facing the same battles that I've always fought. I've got to have something beyond the moment, beyond the natural, beyond the Come on, you can feel it. There's a boldness rising up in this place. I'm not saying you got to run around like a crazy person. I'm not saying you got to do... 
the rock and roll jive. But what I am saying is we've got to be able to get to a place that we move beyond just tradition of coming and listening and leaving. That we get to a place where we come, we respond with confidence, boldness, and faith, knowing that God is come to meet me Where we get to a place that says, I know that if I do this, God's going to do this. I know that if I move like this, God's going to move like that. I know that if I respond to the word, God's going to respond to me with his word. But you know, the one thing that's plaguing the North American church is that we refuse to open up our mouth and we refuse to do anything. Preacher, I've got the Holy Ghost. That's awesome. I'm glad you got the Holy Ghost. But there's a reason. It's called the new birth for a reason. If you're still at the same stage when you got the Holy Ghost, you're still an infant. And infants have issues. I got a 19 month. I love her. But there's times she drives me crazy. I say things, can you grow up? But then I realize she's growing up really fast. But the church, many of us, we are stuck at infancy. The only difference between you and the crack addict is you got the Holy Ghost. You're at the same level. Infancy. Because we come and we go through the motions. We do our little thing. And we leave with what we walked in with. Please. I feel the Holy Ghost so strongly right now. And the Lord spoke. I was talking to Pastor last night as we were sitting at the dinner table. What I felt the Lord was going to do this week, and He, he confirmed that. The Lord spoke a word to me as we were worshiping. He said, shift. And if we're really going to shift, it can't be a partial shift. It can't be only a third of us shift. It's got to be all of us shift together from the natural to the spiritual. Come on, guys, it's time to grow up. Come on, young people, it's time to grow up. Come on, it's time to start doing something with what God gave you. 
Come on. You should be leading the way in worship. You should be leading the way in being the first ones to the altar. See, Paul wrote in Romans 8, he says, For I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor power nor things present or things to come, nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, the woman at the well, she was an outcast. That's why she was going to the well at that time of day. Because everybody else goes to the well in the morning before it gets hot. But as Jesus said, you've been married five times, and the one you're with right now, you're just shacking up with. You're not even married with her. But what looks like what looks like condemnation is Jesus is just speaking. And Jesus is trying to show her, I'm He. Because her response is, we know that the Messiah is going to come and He's going to talk like you. He's going to sound like you. See, I've got to believe that because of her response to Jesus, that she was looking for Him. Because if she was not looking for Him, she would have missed it entirely. See, this woman, she was empty. She was lost. She was thirsty. She was hungry. She was hopeless. She was broken. She didn't have peace. She didn't have joy. And she definitely did not have a future prior to Jesus. But see, when Jesus shows up, all bets are off. All bets are off. Even when you read the rest of the story... She was still considered an outcast because the people said we didn't believe we didn't believe that he was just because you said it. We believe it because we saw it by ourselves. But see when you come into the presence of God there's fullness of joy. When you come into the presence of God there's love. You come into the presence of God. Everything just seems to fade away. But see, it can't just be a momentary thing. 
It's got to be a lifetime thing. If we're going to shift, we've got to be willing to break some things. We've got to be willing to let some pride die. I'm praying. I'm praying. I've been praying God convicts us so severely that we begin to feel the flames of hell begin to burn at our seat. That we refuse to just do church as normal. Because anything normal has never done anything. It's amazing when you read the New Testament and you begin to read the different accounts of the apostles being thrown in jail, beaten, brought before rulers for trial. The traditional people said, these people, they've turned the world upside down. Traditional people don't do that. Common people don't do that. Average people don't do that. But when we get something that burns inside of us, when something begins to take hold of us and says, I am no longer going to remain at this place that I've always been. I'm not going to let this control me. I'm not going to let this dictate my response. I'm not going to let this hinder me any longer. I'm not going to let it oppose me anymore. I'm not going to let it stop me from getting the miraculous touch that God is trying to give me. I'm not going to let my flesh live any longer, but I am going to let the Spirit have His way just like He intended to do. Stand with me. This is what we're going to do. I told us all in the very beginning that everything was going to be wiped away if we allowed God to do it. Because I said flesh is the one thing that stops God. So this is what we're going to do in just a moment. We're all going to come down here together. All of us. Now, don't leave just because you would normally leave at this time every week. Unless for some reason you have to. Because you don't want to miss what God's about to do. Because there is about to be a shift of the miraculous. There's going about to be a transformation and an impartation that happens. Don't question that. Don't question that. Don't question God. So this is what we're going to do. Is I want us to step out of our seat. And I want us to walk to this altar. And I want us to stand. Pastor, 
ministry team, come join me on the platform. Keep coming. Keep coming. You know what's amazing right here? Is the faith that is being displayed right here and right now. And your faith is about to do the miraculous. Because faith is dead by itself. But as James says, faith with works causes something significant. I paraphrase that. We're going to do a couple things. And like I said, everything, whether it be emotional, physical, mental, God's about to wipe all of that away. And God's about to let there be a shift in all of us. When we feel the need to stop praying, don't stop praying. When you feel the need to just go sit down, don't do it. Because that's flesh. Flesh is saying, you've done enough. Flesh is saying, you're tired. But we've got to get to a place where we begin to push past. We begin to push beyond just our normal routine, the normal things that we would do. We've got to be willing to break beyond the mold. When we pray, we're going to pray with our hands raised. I want us to try that together. That's how we pray. Why do we pray with our hands raised? Because it's a sign of of faith. It's a sign of boldness. It's a sign of surrender to God that says, God, I surrender everything to you right here and right now. Go ahead and put your hands down. When we pray, we're going to pray with our heads raised because we've got to have boldness, courage, and faith. You can't pray with your head hung down because that's a sign of shame. And God can't respond to shame. We're going to pray with our eyes closed because we don't need to be distracted by anyone or anything. And then we're going to repent, all of us. We're going to repent of everything we've ever done, everything we've ever said, any way we've ever acted. We're just going to ask God to wipe us clean completely because we don't need to let anything oppose Him. We don't need to let anything get in His way. But we've got to make sure we've aligned ourselves so He can do the work. The Bible tells us that out of our bellies shall flow rivers of living water. What does that mean? That means that when rivers begin to swell, it causes everything in the vicinity to begin to move. That's why the Bible says out of our bellies shall flow rivers of living water. The Bible then goes on to tell us that with stammering lips and another tongue shall they speak. And some of us, we're going to begin to feel that. And maybe some of us, it's been a long time that we have felt that. 
You just need to let that go. Don't worry about what it sounds like. Don't worry about the feeling of it. Don't worry about that it's never happened before. Just let God begin to do it in you. And as we're repenting, we're going to shift that repentance to thanksgiving. We're going to begin to thank God for healing us. We're going to begin to thank God for helping us break beyond the tradition. We're going to begin to thank God for the deliverance. We're going to begin to thank God for the transformation. We're going to begin to thank God for what has not yet happened, but will happen in just a moment. You can feel it right now. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. When you walked down that worship time, the Lord spoke to me and said He's going to do it today. Are you ready? Are you ready? And the last thing we're going to do is we're going to speak the word of faith. Me along with all these ministers, we're going to speak the word of faith. Our hands are going to be raised up high. And when you hear us shout hallelujah, I want you to lift up your voice. And I want you to shout hallelujah as your highest praise. And when you do that, that is going to be the sound. That's going to be the moment that everything changes. How about we try that together, can we? On the count of three, why don't we just lift our voices and practice shouting hallelujah. One. Two, three. You can already feel it. You can already feel that happening. You can already begin to feel that. Every hand raised right now. Every eye closed. Every head lifted up toward heaven right now. And let's just begin to repent together. Come on, that's it. God, forgive me. God, wash me. God, cleanse me. God, don't let there be anything in me, God, that would hinder what you are trying to do today, God. God, I pray right now. God, forgive me of what I've done. Forgive me of what I've said. Forgive me of how I've acted, Lord God. God, I pray right now. Wash me. Cleanse me. Purify me. God, wash my hands. Wash my feet. Wash my eyes, my ears, Lord God. Cleanse me of everything, Lord God. Don't let there be anything in me that would oppose your spirit. Come on. Come on, that's it. Come on, let that just begin to come out of your heart. Come on, let that begin to come out of inside of you. God, forgive me for not responding to you. God, forgive me for not acting out in faith to you. God, forgive me for not doing what you've called me to do. Come on. Come on, it's building. Come on, it's building right now. Come on, let that thanksgiving turn to you now. 
Come on, let that turn to thanksgiving right now. Let that turn to gratitude right now. Let that turn to faith right now. Begin to speak those things that are not as though they already are. God, right now, by the authority of your word and by the power of the name of Jesus and by the authority of the Holy Ghost that is here, right now, I command every form of opposition to be broken right now. I command every sickness, every disease, every infirmity to be healed right now. And I command there to be an outpouring of your spirit that would fall upon every person right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! That's it. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's it. Come on. Let it go. Come on. Come on, that's it, push beyond the limits. Come on, push beyond the boundaries. No limitations, no boundaries. No opposition. <laughs> 